I'm your host, Tom Breen, and this is Deep Focus, a radio show about movies in New Haven. On today's interview-only episode of the show, we'll be talking about student documentaries that explore the elusive and contentious nature of American identity. I'll be joined in the studio by Rena Toby, who teaches an honors college-level course at Southern Connecticut State University called Shaping the American Identity. As the semester nears its conclusion, she's given her students the opportunity to satisfy their final project requirements by creating short documentaries that explore some of the themes covered in the course. We'll talk with Rena and a few of her student documentarians about the scope of the course, some of the challenges of being a student filmmaker, and trying to use documentaries to better understand what it means to be an American. So without further ado, I'm very happy to welcome to the studio Rena Toby, Evie Jenkins, and Emery Farb. Rena is an adjunct faculty member in the Honors College and the Department of Art and Art History at Southern Connecticut State University, and Evie and Emery are all SCSU students in her Shaping the American Identity course. Rena, I'm going to start with you as the teacher and creator of this course. Could you introduce me and the listeners to Shaping the American Identity? What, what does this course cover and how did this course come to be? It really is about making our sense of self more complex to not take the simple answer about what it means to be an American. So we have themes as simple as what is the American dream, and I say simple with ironic quotes around it, to looking at heroes and anti-heroes, myths. And then we got more specific into topics like immigration and uh, eccentrics and inventors and innovation. We also had some fun with topics that included hokum and why is it that Americans enjoy being made dupes. And uh, what are some of the some of the texts or kind of materials that you looked at when teaching this course, when examining it with your students? Because of course, this this show is about movies in New Haven, so I'm most interested in talking about movies. But also, I imagine you weren't just watching movies all, all the time in the course. What what were some of the um, source materials that you used to investigate this question? This class is an interdisciplinary class, so we actually drew deeply upon history, sociology, psychology art history, literature, political theory, and race theory. So we were all over the humanities and liberal arts map. And we used original text, we used newspaper articles, we used some academic text. And did you, um, I'm interested in, before jumping over to the student filmmakers, and I, I want to spend the lion's share of this episode talking with them about their movies, but one more question for you is, kind of getting at where this course came from for you. Why is this something that you were interested in teaching and kind of what uh, what preconceptions about, uh, you know, American identity did you bring with you into this course? Um, and, and kind of how did that influence the way that it, it played out? Yeah, so my field is art history. And specifically, I am an American art historian. My focus has been on American women artists who are essentially forgotten. And I'm dedicated to resuscitating their careers looking at why they were forgotten has really allowed me to probe into some of the invisible filters that we use to understand ourselves, such as why is it are there only male artists remembered? Uh, why is it that certain depictions become the way we understand what art is? So with those kinds of questions, I'm continually wondering about what is American identity? How do we understand it through the lens of visual culture? And when I was given the opportunity to teach in the Honors College, it was a natural next step. So I think that is a nice transition into talking with uh, Evie and Emery about the, the movies that they created for this course, and particularly thinking about 
um, overlooked identities and uh, maybe marginalized people in our understanding of what it means to be an American, because I think both of uh, your short documentaries get at uh, not a maybe a mainstream definition, maybe the, the first definition that comes to mind based on most kind of popular culture out there of what it means to be an American, uh, you're taking a slightly different perspective um, on this question. And so maybe let's start with uh, with Evie and then move over to Emery. So Evie, can you tell us a bit about uh, what your uh, what what is your, your short documentary about? Yeah, sure. So my documentary is about the day after the election, and it affected me in a different kind of way because... In elementary school, I was in a dual language program, so a lot of my friends were Spanish because it was Spanish and English. So we had a week of Spanish class and a week of English class where we transitioned. So they were learning English and I was learning Spanish, and I was actually a minority. It was mostly Spanish kids. So I don't think I knew about the implications of what that kind of meant when I was younger, but growing up and then going through this election being in this American identity class was a really unique experience and being able to see their side of the story. Um, I really wanted to betray that and let other people see what I saw. So your movie is called waking, waking to a new America. Yes. And uh, it is, it is up on YouTube. I'm not sure if it's okay for us to, to share the link uh, with it after the show, but, but the premise of, or at least the subject of it is that you talk with two um, undocumented students, uh, yeah. I assume friends of yours, people, mm-hmm. you know, and people, I mean, this is a, a very kind of interesting and stressful time to begin to explore what it means to be an undocumented immigrant in America, because it's not just uh, all of the usual hurdles of working uh, kind of sideways or parallel to the uh, kind of legal system. Um, but now at a time of, and you, you capture it pretty perfectly in your movie. So maybe tell us a bit about, uh, and why is this particular moment one that you're interested in exploring when it comes to the identity of undocumented immigrants in America? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I want to talk about the day after the election because I don't I have a lot of undocumented um, friends and I also have a lot of documented um, Spanish friends. So it was a totally different perspective. And I don't think I have any friends who are undocumented who were voting um, for Donald Trump. So um, to see their perspective and kind of understand what that fear was that they were feeling when they woke up that morning, because just everything that had been said and gone on during the election and, you know, the curiosity of what was going to happen after he had been inaugurated and, you know, what's to come. So you speak with with two students, uh, Catherine Chavar, one from Colombia, and another mm-hmm. young woman from Mexico. And uh, I'm well. There, there are a couple uh, things I want to dive a bit deeper in on your documentary. But one is the responses that these students give you about one what it means to be an American um, for them, what it means to be an American right now, but also their understanding of the American dream. And some of the things that jumped out to me, I don't know if this jumped out to you as well, is. I was struck by the young woman from Mexico who said her first response, though one of kind of grief and despair of disbelief, was not necessarily concerned for her own well-being, but concerned for um, 
people who are even more vulnerable, people even less privileged than her. And you'd think, you know, hearing from an undocumented immigrant on the day that a candidate who kind of made his campaign all about deporting people he thought of as un-American, you'd think that the initial response would be fear of what's going to be happen, what's going to happen to me. But Mm -hmm. there's a kind of selflessness that I think her response is defined by, but also kind of gets at her understanding of what it means to be an American. And I wonder if that was that something that struck you as well? Or what about her and these two students understanding of what it means to be an American kind of jumped out at you? Yeah, that did surprise me how my friend Fidey from um, who was born in Mexico, she told me that, you know, her first feeling of fear, it wasn't for herself. It was for Um, her little brother who was actually born here and he's 10 years old now and if they had to move back to Mexico that he would be stripped of those rights of being born an American and I think that kind of puts a whole new twist on what it means to be an American and what kind of privileges come from that and um, where that can take you so that did surprise me just how selfless her first reaction was and how sad it was for her your movie opens not with the interviews that uh, make up the majority of the documentary but rather opens with a, a montage of kind of mainstream media responses to the election and if documentary uh kind of at its core can get if like nonfiction filmmaking can kind of get at um, the people at the center of stories you're trying to tell. It's also an art form, and it's also a way to use kind of visual representations of the subject in kind of interesting and intriguing and very creative ways. And I love the way it almost felt like a collage, the way that you were piecing together the different um, Rachel Maddow clips and Obama clips and Fox News clips. And each response is tinged with disbelief. Maddow was one of despair and Fox's uh, well, they call it unreal, but they seem to be a bit more buoyant about it. Um, I wonder how you and what were you thinking about as you put together that opening sequence, that kind of collage of mainstream media responses? Um, what was it you you were kind of looking to accomplish with that that intro? Yeah, so I kind of wanted just to open it by how I was feeling that day, just like shocked by a lot of the news reporters because I thought they betrayed that very well. And then It was so clear in my mind because I had listened to Obama say that the sun will rise the next day. And I remember waking up the next day and I was like, well, it's raining outside. And it was just so like, I will always remember that in my mind. I had to include it in there. And then so I was able to film um, from our campus um, a rainy day. It wasn't that day, but it was another rainy day just because that was so important to how I was feeling that day. Like the rain really just spoke to how I was feeling. And I think that I'll always remember what Obama said. So I kind of wanted people to kind of see where I was coming from, how I was feeling just waking up and seeing the news reporters reactions and my own. Uh, I've got one more question for you about your movie before I I want to talk with Rena and then Emery a bit more about uh, their work. And that Mm -hmm. is, you know, I'm so interested in that this class seems to hold at its core the idea that American identity is not a single thing, but actually a series of conflicting impulses. And often, uh, you know, one person's understanding of what it means to be an American is not just different from another person's, but kind of wholly almost against, almost like defined by being the opposite of another person's understanding of being an American. And here you present 
uh, you know, the kind of a lot of images of Donald Trump supporters kind of cheering at the I've, not the convention center, but wherever he held his kind of post-election mm-hmm. celebration. Uh, and then a lot of young women and men kind of despairing at Hillary Clinton's loss. Uh, and then you have the uh, uh, the interviews with these undocumented immigrants. And I wonder if over the course of this movie, did you see kind of two different kind of conflicting understandings of what it means to be an American? Or I also noticed that the one or one of the few kind of Trump excerpts that you used is his speech about how he wants to be the president of all Americans. And that's very important to him. I guess it depends on how the audience reads that, whether Mm. you believe him or whether it's just something to say at that moment. But did you see a lot of kind of conflict around identity here? Or was this kind of two strands trying to achieve similar things? Yeah, I definitely saw that conflict. I mean, the American identity is so vast and like, there's so much to understand about it. And kind of my purpose for making the documentary was to kind of open to a new perspective, a new side of the story that a lot of people might not have seen or understood. I had the privilege of having friends and being able to support their side of the story and let other people see it. But, you know, a lot of people don't know undocumented students. They didn't have the same experiences that I did. So I kind of wanted to let people see instead of just two sides of um, people who are happy over the election and people who are sad, but kind of understand something different about it. Rena, as you watched Evie's documentary, uh, maybe I, I guess just as someone who thinks deeply about both visual culture and American identity and how the two intersect, did you, I mean, what, what did you get out of this movie? How did this kind of influence your understanding of what it means to be an American, either in the context of this course or in the context of being an undocumented immigrant? Well, first, I would just want to commend the two women that Evie interviewed as being incredibly courageous. This was a brave thing for them to do, to get filmed and say, I'm an undocumented person. So to acknowledge first that the courage was there, they were wonderfully articulate. They were clear. They were to the point. And there was a tremendous generosity of spirit in both of them. And they had every reason to not be that way. They had every reason to express fear, to express hate, to express anger. And they didn't. And this was very, very soon after the election. They were composed and they were open hearted. And that touched me deeply. Emory, I want to transition over to your movie and talk a bit about uh, the subject that you found uh, most interesting or appropriate to investigate what it means to be an American. So could you introduce me and the listeners a bit to the movie that you made? So I made my documentary on Standing with Standing Rock, so on the Dakota Access Pipeline. And recently, this past Sunday, it was passed that... um, the pipeline will not be going through the Missouri River or the uh, Sioux Tribe sacred land. And that was what the whole protest was about. It was peaceful protest through over 300 tribal nations, which has been the largest gathering of tribal nations since I I don't even remember how long ago. I remember um, adding a piece, an interview in my documentary and it was the leader of the American Indian movement and he was just shocked with all the support it was given and people from around the country from veterans and people of all generations came to support at Standing Rock in North Dakota. And 
I just really wanted to dig into this topic and get a 360 degree view on it, which is our cl- which is what our whole class was about, kind of getting a huge span of a certain identity and usually the Native American identity isn't as broadcasted as the generalized American identity. So you open this movie with, so the the movie is kind of put together as a kind of counterpoint of voiceover narration and then a lot of clips, a lot of uh, drone photography of drones kind of flying above the Standing Rock Reservation and where this pipeline was proposed to be built and where the the protests um, have been going on for the past two years. Um, but also kind of uh, juxtaposed with your own, uh, you know, you're providing facts about the case, but you're also providing your own kind of personal perspective on uh, on this story. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, a lot of people don't spend a lot of time thinking about when it comes to documentaries is that when presented with a nonfiction film, you think you're getting uh, a kind of history textbook or a lesson or something on the news. You know, it's just kind of an information dump. But always when we're talking about any movie, regardless of fiction or nonfiction, the person who puts it together makes choices. They make like editorial choices about what to include, what not to include, where to cut, where not to cut, and also what, what to say. And you open the movie with a kind of a manifesto of sorts, which is like, I stand with Standing Rock. I stand with the sanctity of water and with indigenous people's kind of rights to connect uh, with their religions and therefore with their land. And I wonder what you, um, what you kind of brought into this story. What, what were your thoughts on this story before you started making the movie? What were your, not necessarily biases, but I mean, what, what was it that resonated most with you about the story before? And then where did you end up afterwards? So I actually started this project, um, unaware of what I was going to focus on. I, started with thinking about, oh, maybe I should talk about the college identity and how college impacts it. But I kind of had to look into my own beliefs uh, to focus on what I wanted to do. And I last semester, I took another honors class, which was on um, religion and sexuality. And we really did focus on Native American beliefs. So I reached out to one of my professors and she was really excited about how I was continuing that idea of the indigenous people. And so I've been following, obviously, like Standing Rock, uh, Dakota Access Pipeline broadcasts online. But I noticed that this wasn't broadcasted as much via television on the news. But the only thing that would be broadcasted was the intense events such as people getting shot with rubber bullets or a woman almost had her arm blown off. So holy, I just, I wanted to get this word out there and in a, in a small documentary clip, just see what it means, not only to me, but a a bunch of people that I've talk to I it could be one-sided obviously talking about the importance of it not really talking about the corporation side of it because the corporation side of it talks about the importance of oil but then again I believe that we live here on earth it's it's an environmental issue it's a spiritual issue for Native Americans and it's just not as broadcasted 
I'm I'm really glad you brought that distinction up because one one of the comments one of the interviewees that really jumped out at me in the in the short documentary was a woman who said she is so heartened by how there is no other agenda besides making sure there's not oil in the water. Mm-hmm. Like there's no other regardless of whether or not it's an agenda you agree with or don't agree with there's no other environmental or economic or political agenda. It is simply we want to make sure that this water is clean because we drink from it and also we pray to it and with it and that's a core part of our kind of spirituality. Uh, and I wonder, I, I asked this of uh, um, of Evie as well, I wonder if you saw two conflicting, kind of two clear conflicting identities of what it means to be an American in putting together this movie, or did you find in focusing on, again, there's, you focus on the unity, on the 300 plus tribes who come and chant in unison and hold hand, lock hands, and kind of stand in defense of what they believe in. Um, I wonder if you found uh, kind of multiple paths to like trying to achieve something similar, or did you find two like totally irreconcilable understandings of what it means to be an American? That's, I feel like it's hard to say just because I was very limited because I wasn't able to actually interview someone that was native American. And, and as Evie was able to actually have a face-to-face interview and we did a oral history project at the beginning of the semester that we were able to actually speak to someone about their American identity. But in that, I feel like the native American identity is something completely different about it from when we call it um, European colonization happened over 500 years ago. And uh, in my reflection of this documentary, I discussed how, the American identity wouldn't be anywhere without the Native American identity because I find them as the true founders of the United States. I know that's such a wonderful uh, kind of entry point into understanding American identity because in some ways it's like the most authentic American identity, right? Who is more American than the people who have been here for thousands upon thousands of years. Um, But Rena, before hopping back to the student filmmakers, I want to ask you, just like with Evie's movie, um, after watching uh, Standing with Standing Rock, how did uh, how did Emery's movie influence your understanding of American identity? One of the things that I really admire that Emery did in her documentary is she tied back to history and understanding that Native Americans have, for white culture, been an emblem for the American land, the physical land. And Emery makes that connection in the documentary. And what was heartening to see is how much that impulse, that pure impulse to protect the land, to be a caretaker of the land, is very much present in Native American uh, culture today, as well as the way in which it motivated unity to bring all these people together. And it's heartening to know that something we used stereotypically to demean and box in Native Americans can actually be used in this expansive global holistic and hopeful way. Evie and Emery, I want to ask you both a bit about just the challenges of making a movie, regardless of what it's about. I don't know if either of you have any backgrounds in making movies or if you're fond of movies, you know, watching movies or being around people who make movies, but maybe I'll start with um, Emery and then go over to Evie. What, why did you decide to kind of realize your final project as a movie and, and what kind of, kind of background, if at all, do you have with, with movies? Compared to a lot of people, I'm both of us are actually pre-nursing majors, so we have, I guess, no background whatsoever with movie making. I made me, I took a 
introductory class to filmmaking in high school. But other than that, we used iMovie, which is kind of an intro to documentary and filmmaking. And it it was a very unique experience rather than writing a paper and having a structural format to it with a documentary. It like you said, it's a collage. You get to pull in so many other different aspects and make it your own and kind of represent something in itself rather than just words. And was was that a similar impulse that you felt in, in deciding to make a, a documentary as your final project, Evie? Yeah, I've always enjoyed um, watching documentaries and just that creative impulse to do um, something more on the creative side, less on the writing side, because our final project, actually, we had a choice of writing a paper or doing a documentary. And um, I could have written the paper, but I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much because I knew I would actually enjoy the time that I spent doing it because I've always put together silly videos or things for someone's birthday or I was worked on our TV show in high school. So I would do reports for that. But I always enjoyed it. Like time just kind of flies by when you're doing it. It's because you're just so into it. So um, I really enjoyed working on it. And before we get to maybe some of the challenges uh, that you encountered when making this movie, Rena, is there, was there any kind of guidance that you offered students and maybe students unfamiliar with making movies or a bit of a background? And was this something that you kind of shepherded them through each step of the way? Or did you just say, go out and make a documentary and I look forward to seeing what you watch? A little bit more of the latter. However, we did have a talk in the class as a whole about using primary sources, what primary sources are, where to find primary sources, such as interviews. Uh, And also, I provided a few resources, both online links. We talked about resources available to the students on campus. And I will say that that was very minor in in relation to what they actually produced, which far exceeded my expectations. And why did you, I know we got it, uh, kind of touched on this towards the beginning of the show, but why did you think um, documentary was an appropriate form for these students to take in exploring American identity? Is there something about documentaries that you think are particularly uh, kind of competent or at exploring this issue? Yes, I think documentaries, by definition, look beyond the surface. They're really about finding those stories that don't get told, because otherwise, why do we need? We have so many other forms of, of news. So documentaries go deep and they go personal. And they go emotional, but they do it out of a place of revealing the truth. And this was a wonderful alternative, as Evie said, to something these students have to do a lot of, which is make sense of something, have a thesis sentence, have questions to answer, and write a paper. Now they could make sense of something, have a thesis, and ask questions to other people to get those answers. You're listening to Deep Focus on WNHH Community Radio. I'm your host, Tom Breen, and we're talking about a course at SESU taught by Rena Toby called Shaping the American Identity. And I'm talking with two of her student filmmakers, uh, Evie Jenkins and Emery Farb. Uh, and as we kind of near the conclusion of the conversation, I want to make sure to ask about both challenges that you faced in making this movie and also maybe thoughts for other, because as a full-time student, 
one does not have a lot of time to make like a you know a fully polished and edited documentary. Tracking down interviews takes a lot of time, of course, shooting them and editing them. And so I wonder, as you're thinking about the challenges that you faced, if you were talking to other either high school students or college students in the New Haven area who may be listening, what's some of the what's some advice that you would give to them um, in I mean, I'd love to see other movies that explore what it means to be an American, but also just, you know, if they're interested in tackling a, a personal or kind of political subject well, in a short documentary, what, what kind of advice would you give them? I mean, I'll go Evie and then to Emery. Definitely find something you're passionate about because that will just lead you the whole way. It will encourage you and you'll want to do it and you can enjoy the process. Um, so I did interviews and that was probably the most difficult part was making sure that the people I was interviewing were comfortable and that they were giving me authentic answers that I know they would tell me behind the camera. So I kind of had set up the camera. I had like 10 different shots because I wanted them to be comfortable. I kind of had to keep switching them around to make sure that they were comfortable. And then I just kind of left the camera rolling and I said, just talk to me. You can kind of hear me in the background of some of the clips where I'm agreeing with them. I'm just kind of encouraging them to just talk to me because they were kind of nervous to And as Rena mentioned, that that was an incredibly courageous thing for these people to do, not just mm-hmm. to come on camera and talk about their experiences, but they give their names and where they're from and where they go to school. I mean, they're really uh not bashful at all about identifying themselves when talking about what American identity means to them. Uh, how how is it? I mean, was that a, a a hurdle to overcome just in encouraging undocumented immigrants, whether or not they're friends or um, classmates of yours, to to talk about their status? Or were these two people who you thought were kind of keen to to talk about this aspect of their identity? So over Thanksgiving break, I it was just you know after the election, and naturally we had the conversation about the election. So. And I mentioned, oh, I'm thinking of making a documentary for a final project about the American identity. Like, do you think you would um, want to share your feelings? And they were like, absolutely. And I thought maybe later in the process, they'd kind of be like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to do this. But they were I named a time and a place and they were there. And really, they thanked me afterwards. I sent them the documentary and they were just saying thank you for sharing our side of the story because a lot of people don't want to see that side or they don't have the opportunity to. So, And Emery, I imagine the challenges were a bit different for you than for Evie and that your movie um, maybe less hinges upon interviews with specific people and more kind of providing a, a clear and comprehensive like portrait of this whole like political movement and then offering your own uh, kind of personal narrative in between that. So I wonder, um, as you think about challenges and also advice for other students, what, what comes to mind for you? I guess just bringing it all together, making sure, un- kind of understanding, first of all, how to make a documentary, knowing what points you have to touch upon, knowing that it, you have certain time constraints, um, and then also making sure you get a whole scope of it. I, like I said, I didn't interview someone personally, but I really loved looking through the internet and trying to find such a diverse uh, group of news clips and different interviews and um, 
I used pieces of art that we looked in our class um, of the native land and just bringing that all together was something something new for me like evie said i've made funny clips with my friends about oh this was my senior year but this in itself i learned a lot more about native history and i enjoyed it just because i i do love mother earth i do love how diverse our country is and at a time as this sometimes you need something like that to encourage you do you think that you two will uh, continue to make movies is this something that you're interested in or were you kind of most interested in this as a way into the subject and regardless of how you approach you know this subject whether movie or, or writing or just talking with friends the the conversation is the important part but i guess do, do you think you'll continue to make movies i'm really interested in kind of expanding off this film just because i got a lot of feedback from my classmates and they said oh you should post this to Facebook. You should share this with a lot of people so that they appreciate it so that they can understand your view and they can understand uh, what happened during this protest. But then the question arises, what is this going to follow through during the Trump presidency? So with both Evie and my documentaries, there can be a whole new take with it for the upcoming inauguration. So I'm really interested in staying with the fight for Standing Rock and ensuring that the Sioux Nation and this water is protected. So it's I'm I'm obviously going to personally be fighting for this, but I am definitely keeping in mind that I can keep producing documentaries like this for things I'm passionate about because it, it let me learn something not only about myself, but about the world. Did I, I take it you probably started working on my documentary before the army Corps of engineers uh, denied the easement that would mm-hmm. allow it. So that, what, what was your response to that? I actually made this over this past weekend. So Thursday into I I added a uh, a little bit more right before I sent the link to you and Professor Toby um but when I was almost completing it I got an NBC update to my phone saying Army Corps of Engineers declines pipeline and I ran over to Evie. I was like, oh my gosh. Like I was I was very excited. A bunch of my friends texted me because they knew I was working on this project. And then I stopped and I said to myself, wait, so is this gonna impact my documentary? But it didn't because not a lot of there's still people out there who don't even know about the Dakota Access Pipeline. So they, at the end of my documentary, I shortly mentioned that it was declined. The Army Corps of Engineers declined the pipeline being uh, built under the Missouri River. But the question still arises, will this hold with the Trump presidency? I'm, I'm so glad you brought up your response to uh, this kind of national political decision of how, how is this affecting the story I'm telling? Because that's one of the things I hear all the time from documentary filmmakers. Um, unlike with fiction filmmakers, where you kind of go in with a pretty set understanding of where your story begins and where it goes, and where it ends. With a documentary, 
uh, it can kind of keep on going and going and going because the story that you're covering never really ends. Even when you, I mean, you kind of have to identify, okay, this is where I want my particular perspective on this story to end. But yeah, Standing Rock isn't going going anywhere. Mm -hmm. So there's there's always something to to keep documenting there. Um, And I wonder, uh, Evie as well, are you interested in continuing to make movies? Yeah, definitely. Um, If the opportunity presents itself, um, like I'm always ready to go. And if I find something I'm passionate about to continue with, um, I am a full-time student studying science, so getting a bachelor in science. So it is totally something not that will be pertaining to my classes. I mean, who knows what other honors classes will present themselves. But um, it's definitely something that I think is a great way to express your feelings and your emotions about things. If something comes up that you're passionate about, it's a great way to let other people see different sides of the story and even your own. And Rena, I want to go to you for the kind of maybe summation of this conversation and says, as we kind of talk with your students and hear about their, um, their experiences making these movies when they're looking forward as you talk to future students about using documentary to explore subjects central to the classes you're teaching. I wonder if there are any um, kind of key nuggets of wisdom that you want to take away from your experience teaching the course this semester or any bits of advice you know, taken from these two students' films that you think uh, would be very applicable to anyone making a short documentary about American identity. I certainly think that both of these documentaries have an immediacy to them that's really different than a PowerPoint presentation or a paper or an article even. There's something so visceral about film. So use that. And both of these documentaries really do. Both of these documentaries really go to the heart. And that, I think, is the gift. Well, Rena Toby is an art historian who teaches at Southern Connecticut State University, among many other places. And um, Evie Jenkins and Emery Farb are two science students who also make movies and make them quite well. And I'm so appreciative uh, to all three of you for coming by and talking about this experience. So thank you for coming on Deep Focus. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank okay. You. So you can find a... <laughs> love that little harmony. I, yeah, we just <laughs> wanted to hear our voices. <laughs> Perfect unison. Um, you can find this episode and a complete archive of Deep Focus shows at deepfocusradio.com. And we're also putting out a call for submissions for favorite movie of the year we're gonna have that show at the beginning of january but that is the end of this show so thank you for listening and coming up next is elisa's cocktail hour